Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, can we get a sick beat here? I have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash There you can find bonus content from a podcast. Both the right ways are paleoids. We discuss how we call the pretty prehistoric animals. And this one, we're talking about... 10,000 B.C. 10,000 B.C. Yes, the world never fell. It's great. Everyone hates it, but we love it. It's about cavemen. Mammoths. Building pyramids. Link is in the description. Thank you for your support. Have a wonderful day. Sort of like a freelance alternative style beatboxing sort of thing. Yeah, that, this was totally worth the 20 minutes of edit time it took. Totally worth it. Roar. Growl. Snarl. Bellow. Roar. Welcome to Paleobites, the podcast that is sedimentary, my dear Watson. My name is Matthew Dahl, and each week I and a rotating series of guest co-hosts talk about and rate a genus of prehistoric animal, be it dinosaur, mammal, arthropod, and so on. This week I'm joined by someone who has showed me two very interesting shows of vastly different styles. Those were very styles. different shows, yes. Yeah. <laughs> styles. It's Lexi Ryan. How are Hi, you? I'm swell. Yeah. How are you? I, I, I'm, I don't know if I'm swell. No, actually, no, I am swell. I'm swell I just, right now. I just had some good food. I'm with good company. I have right. a Mountain Dew live wire. These are yeah. so rare. Apparently a rare find. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I've gone to so many 7-Elevens, they never have any. Wow. A treasure chest. Yeah, it's just, I might just drive all the way down here <laughs> every time I want. Before you leave, it's 7-Eleven, so you could go in and get I think they'll have a few more. left. Oh, well, it's a hot time. Probably hot then. Yeah, yeah, it's like supply does not meet demand. <laughs> yeah, I think I've heard that before. Speaking of economics, uh, I did a macroeconomics class in college. It was not fun. It was yeah. kind of interesting, though. Economics... Is not, I also I had a microeconomics that I took in Wales when I was studying abroad. Yeah. Even in a British accent, it was still really boring for me. Yeah. I mean, I think macro is is more interesting than microeconomics. It's like you know, it's like the whole chain of things. I yeah. Some interesting classes in college. Regardless, I liked my Welsh history course more. <laughs> yeah, and we'll get to the the Welsh creature that I know you want to like talk about for a while, but not today. Next time. Okay. Because uh, I got a specific order for these that I choose for really no reason, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> but so they're just my. Have to wait. It's my order. Damn it. <laughs> I will respect. <laughs> I, can't, I can't really think of a dinosaur-related question. So let's talk. 
about our college experiences that no one else cares about, shall we? Because <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I was going to say, I, I went to a geography class because I need the free hours. Like, geography? What, what in the world is college geography? Sign me up! I had human geography. It was kind of like that, because it's more like an anthropology and, class. And geology. Yeah, geology is good. Geology, people need to get off of geology's back. It's fun. It was fun, except for when I learned about Yellowstone. That but was my, my first semester freshman year. Yes, but that's the thing. That's what makes geologists so badass. They're the ones that are going to warn us. Yeah, like, about, yeah but then what do we do once they warn us? That we have at least a six-month to full-year warning. So we relocate everyone to Europe or other places. It's going to yes. be a huge political situation. Yeah. But, anyways, but yeah, so geologists <laughs> geologists are going to save humanity at some point. So, but also, I've heard conflicting reports that maybe losing energy, it might not go off, or if it does go off, it might not go off as much because people bring up like, oh, we're overdue for an eruption based on like the uh, cycles, which that could also mean it's just not going to erupt. I just remember the statistics my geology professor wrote on the board because I was listening attentively, and yeah. I remember calling my mom immediately after I found out in tears. Yeah, and I. That he, he did the math and he was talking about Mount St. Helens and he was talking about how Mount St. Helens was the, is the worst one that's really happened so far mm -hmm. and the effects it had worldwide on the weather yes. and everything. Krakatoa and he, was similar to And then he too. did all of these different calculations on the board and the only thing I remember sticking out the most was it said, was the board said times 64. Um, oh. Which was his calculation or I don't know if it was his personal or whatever but 64 times as much mm -hmm. as Mount St. Helens. I can see that. Well like so it's I was like, great. It totally effed up all of the weather patterns and everything. Yeah, I so. think the year Krakatoa erupts was known as the year without a summer. <laughs> yep. So if it's 60 times as bad, 64 times. Yeah, no, it'll be yeah. bad. But That's uh, why we started going to space. I mean, our planet might be doomed anyway. So. <laughs> hey, here's, here's the thing that's slightly, slightly better. That'll make you feel a little bit better. Uh, humanity might be doomed. Our planet's going to be fine. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, our planet, in the sense of like the life that is now on it, not just humans dying. I don't know if I agree with that. Well, no. Okay, when I say, like, like there are a lot of species that are going to die, but not all of them. Yeah, majority though. That's called a mass extinction. It happens all the time. Yeah, that. <laughs> I mean, that's not, not good, Matt. And I don't. I think you're <laughs> probably. If I took a poll. No, no. I'm like. I'm saying. I'm saying. That doesn't mean the planet's fine. The planet. Well, because we're polluting it. We're no, it. that that's the bad part. That it's made by us. Yeah. Like, that's the problem. So that's we need to work on that. But Man is his own worst enemy. It really is. But point is, though, what I was gonna say about Yellowstone is like people like give the statistic. Of like 600,000 years between eruptions. That has been consistent. Currently we're at 640,000, which means we're overdue. We're so overdue, yeah. Or it's not going to erupt. That's what that's telling. I don't know if that's how <laughs> that works. I think that's how it works. That's how I'm going to choose how it works. Okay. <laughs> like, because I've read Ignorance reports. Ignorance is bliss. I've read reports that it's lost energy, so it might well, be. Well, I mean, I haven't done extensive research, so I, this was acknowledged. Yeah. So. so I'm going to choose that that means. It's just not going to erupt. We're yeah. good. We're in and the we clear, have, guys. Gotta, if it does, especially we got to move from Colorado. Yes. But, again, we'll have a year's warning. Anyways, on that <laughs> lovely note. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, you could go back to Wales. <laughs> I, I think that a lot of people are going to be, I mean, even if I'm in Wales, life would drastically change. There'd be ash in the air. There would be no. I'm sure life would drastically change. Granted, life drastically But it would recover. Though. In, like, maybe I 10 years. I don't know if. Yeah. Like, it would definitely. I think you're being optimistic because it's scary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe, because, like, even then, thinking about it, I am kind of second-guessing myself. It's like, 
maybe I'm maybe I'm looking at this too distantly. It's like, oh, you know, only half the people are gonna die. And like, okay, Thanos match. Yeah, no, <laughs> like, exactly. Like, is is that okay? Like, is at that least not a- all of us? But no, it's not okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and and what quality of life are the people who are left? You know. But, yeah. Well, again, this leads to the whole Thanos is right thing that's yeah. been going on, which yeah, he's not right, guys. Even. Like, he had the Infinity Gauntlet. Double the resources if you're worried about the resources. <laughs> Don't half the people. Also, his chin was so big. He had a butt chin. Did he? Sort I of. thought he had, like, a bunch of lines. Yeah, it's true. He... Like, five. Yeah, I guess that's true. A, fi- a five butts. Yeah. Just like your tri- triassic. Triassic, yes. Yeah. It's, like, it's a five would be a quintassic? Yeah, that doesn't work. There's no, no quintassic. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, speaking of none of that. I don't know. Wait, hold on. I, I got it. Okay. Those lines on his chin could have been scratched on by a Therizinosaurus because uh, of those claws. Yes! You, you, or you mean Hugh Jackman. Or Hugh Jackman, like yeah. a Wolverine. In fact, yeah. some Not even call... Wolverine, Hugh Jackman. Oh, just <laughs> Hugh Jackman has those claws. Yeah, that's the fun fact. That those weren't special effects in yeah. the X-Men movies. He actually has those claws. Yeah. <laughs> and he can dance. He can dance and he can sing. <laughs> and he can sing. Yeah. yeah. Shout sure. out to Hugh Jackman. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, Therizinosaurus, it means scythe lizard. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Type. This doesn't mean much. The Therizinosaurus was a Therizinosaurid. Okay. <laughs> which is a group of theropod dinosaurs in the Manoraptoran clade. Okay, so... Theropod 3? Theropod. Ther- that's, that'd be ther- trio. Therapy. What okay. is therapy? Hold okay. on. Ther- I'm going to be a word to tell what you about therapy? this. What is therapy? Well... Helping? Healthy? Okay. <laughs> is it a helpful dinosaur? Uh, no, because theropods are all the meat eaters. <laughs> That's what theropod means? Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't think it means... It means what something, does theropod mean? Pod means foot. I know that. Ew. Yeah, I know. You got that. <laughs> I have no idea what the thera means, but... Uh, that, that's the part I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> okay, okay, hold on. Like, wh- what foot it is it? Theropod etymology. Yeah. Well, I think that's an important question, right? It means beast foot. Okay. Well, that's vague. Okay. Wait. Well, that makes wait, sense. Like so, therium. Like, no, like do, erymotherium. Wait, so all of the dinosaurs are theropods? No, just the meat-eating ones. And also not but, even the meat But they eat- all are beasts. <laughs> in the last, last episode, we talked about the clade carnivora, which is just, even though that just means meat-eater, that's also like a specific group of mammals. Yeah. So I don't know why it's Weird. called that. <laughs> Weird. Anyways, no. Uh, the theropods are the group that the, all the meat-eating dinosaurs are in. But here's the fun thing. Not all the theropods are meat-eaters. Okay. This is one of them that became a plant-eater. Yeah, I, I'm not someone who would just eat plants. Yeah, no, I get that. Oviraptor, fun, like, that means egg thief. Like, Ovi. Yeah, I think Bren, Bren and my brother used to be really into a couple... Was, is there, like, a Gallimimus? Yeah, just... yeah, that's the one you're always, like, clindamycin, right? Yeah, <laughs> it sounds like a clindamycin. <laughs> yeah. It's a medication that sounds like a dinosaur. It's a yes. callback to an earlier episode. It, and it's, it is. It, it is And indeed. it does sound like a dinosaur. O- Oviraptor, because, like, ovi means egg, right? Yeah. Like, which is kind of funny. That's why I realized, that's why the the shape is called an oval. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't put yeah. two and two together. <laughs> I was like, oh. Yeah, you're, you're a writer. I know, I'm a writer. I'm an English major. I love words. I love the study of words. Yeah. But, alas. Anyways, size. 30 to 33 feet long, 3 to 5 tons. It's the big boy. 30 to 35. Okay. I'm looking in your mansion of an apartment, Bill. Oh, Oh, yes. It's like with the fountains there. Many rooms and fountains. Oh, hello, Holly. That's one of my servants walking by. Yes. Servant? I didn't even say staff. I don't even pay them. Anyway. (laughs) Please please pay your staff. (laughs) But, like, 
that marble column over there and that mm. marble column over there, that's oh, about yes. 33 feet. You can visualize that, yes. right? Yeah. I see it. That's a long, a wide space. Yeah. I'm going to fire the architect. I mean, this is just two of like countless marble columns. Yeah, but, but those. But these two, two are way too far apart. Yeah. I guess it's true. Well, there's that opening there so you can have the band playing. <laughs> Thanks. I did design it myself. Of course. Anyway. So. Thankfully, it was an herbivore. Time, late Cretaceous, 71 to 68 million years ago. Location, Mongolia. No. Do you like Mongolian barbecue? Sure. I don't know. I've never had it. Yeah, I've had it. I've... I mean, it's not like fried, so I don't know if you'd like it. I and probably I, wouldn't and like it. No. By your own admission, you love fried food. I do And love who fried doesn't? I do know. like barbecue to a point. I grew up in Texas, so. You did? I lived in Texas. Yeah, I think we're talking about I moved here in 99, so. I moved here, yeah, after. Yeah. It was described in 1954. Pop culture appearances, The Walking with Dinosaurs spin off The Giant Claw. Now, I feel like your brother would have watched this, because you said your brother watched some of these uh, ones with Nigel Marvin going back in time, the zoologist going back in time and treating it like a nature documentary with these dinosaurs. Yeah, vaguely. There was a spinoff one where he did that called The Giant Claw, where he's like, well, we found these big claws, and boy, what could they belong to? It must have been a real super predator. And you find out it was a Therizinosaurus. It's Steve Irwin. Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds Australian. I think he was yeah. British. So. Yeah, you know, oh, close. Was. It's a colony. He is. He's alive. Unlike Steve Irwin. It's the Commonwealth. <laughs> yeah, it's true. The Commonwealth, indeed. Uh, shout out to my friend of the show and occasional guest host, Ben O'Regan from New Zealand. Anyways. So, the Korean film, The Dino King, Dinosaur Train. Have you heard of Dinosaur Train? No. It's a preschool show with CGI dinosaurs where they go back on the train that represents how far back in time you go. It's this show for preschoolers, but it's so notable and that includes so many obscure dinosaur species. <laughs> it teaches kids so many cool species. I'm like, good on you, dinosaur train. Yeah, I've never heard of it. Yeah. The video games Dino Crisis, Dino Simulator, Ark Survival Evolved, and Jurassic World the Game. The you get more creative with those names. <laughs> pretty, pretty like, standard. <laughs> dinosaur Simulator, yeah. Dinos hey, do you want to play the new game that came out? What's it called, man? Dinosaur Simulator. I mean, there's a game called Goat Simulator. Have you I'd heard still of, be intrigued. Have you heard of Goat Simulator? Goat Simulator, again, makes me think something sexual. Well, it's not even a simulator. It's just like you're a goat that can break the physics of the world and just go cause chaos. It makes no sense. It's I have no idea why it's popular. Anyway. Okay, I'll keep an eye out for it. Anyway. Um, intrigued. Uh, so it's also in the History Channel documentary Monsters Revealed. Oh. Um, which for History Channel, I'd think that'd be more like, what, monsters like Jack the Ripper or like... Uh, Genghis Khan. I don't know. They, some of the stuff that's on the History Channel isn't history. It's either it's either it's like, uh, alternate history, aliens, or Nazis. That's and I will the, say, yeah, I was gonna say the stuff that I've seen that's very accurate is all about Nazis. Yep. But even some of the stuff, yeah. Don't, don't get me started. Also, it's in the next Jurassic World movie, Dominion. So, what do you think of a dinosaur with big claws? You often think of a terrifying meat eater that used him to slash and disembowel helpless Velociraptor. prey, right? Yeah, like, and even like, yeah, T-Rex obviously had the little arms, but it had the big claws on the feet, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, the bigger the claws, the bigger the predator, and the bigger the threat, right? But when the USSR, Academy of Sciences, sent a paleontological expedition to Mongolia in 1948, they found some claws that were a whopping two feet long. Um, so you expect a truly ferocious animal. Oh, by the way, that two feet is just the claw part. Yeah, they... Wolverine ain't got nothing on that. Because, like, yeah. the two feet... It's like a samurai sword. Yeah. It's like, I wouldn't mind a sword that's two feet long. Yeah. It's still a pretty decent sword. Maybe not a samurai sword, but like a... Like a, a like, you, know, you know, like those Greek a swords? A freaking sword, man. Like, what about those one, those Egyptian swords? The one with the curved blade, you know? Like a sickle? Something like a sickle, yeah. Because, like, that deflates the length. I don't know. It's like a... 
flaccid sword. Or like the, <laughs> or like the three-pronged, like, things that you can fight with the, yeah. the trident things. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm glad you didn't hear me say flaccid sword anyway. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I did now. <laughs> I don't know. Man, uh, man. Anyways. So anyways, <laughs> so the toofy is just the claw fart or the ungul if you want to get technical. The finger leading up to it, the phalanges and the metacarpal goes another two feet. <laughs> so meaning this thing had four foot fingers. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. With, That's crazy. With a big sharp claws making up half that length. Pretty terrifying, right? First, scientists thought this came from a big turtle, because why the hell not, I guess? Wait, maybe, maybe they're just tr like head trimmers. Possibly. <laughs> yeah, maybe they they were they just kept up the the whole atmosphere and the earth and they just trimmed. Oh, they were not just doing it just to ready their lawn, though they're doing it for, for earth. Yeah. Okay, they're like yeah. Gaia's servants. Yes. Sure. Okay. But these fossils put on display in the Mo Moscow Paleontological Museum, where they still reside today. Furthest days revealed it to be a theropod dinosaur, the group that includes all the meat eaters, and they were like, Oh crap, what kind of terrifying predator was this? Even further studies, though, revealed this to not be a predator, though, especially when we found the skull, which is very much that of a plant eater. And also it has, like, a long neck and a tiny skull. That's not a meat-eating trait. Like this is also reminding me of a Pokemon, like, the sand the sand one. Well, yeah. The sand, sand shrew, one. maybe? Sand shrew. It would be like... Hold on. It, like, burrowed into the sand and stuff. Pokemon. It would... Sand It would, shrew. like... I think so. Oh, yeah, it kind of looks like it. Much smaller. Neck, oh yeah, though. smaller, smaller for sure. I just remind you. I'm remind. I'm thinking of what if I were an animal that had claws like that. What would I use them for? And immediately I just thought of digging. Even you know that actually, those claws are smaller. No, except for the big head and tiny neck. That actually is about the proportions of Therizinosaurus. Oh, interesting. So look up sand shrew guys. Oh, I unless know, you're sand, cool enough to know sand slash. Those are the claws. Oh, sand slash. Maybe that's the the one I'm thinking. Oh of. yeah, actually, guys, look sand up sand slash. Sand slash is the one that. Yeah. I was thinking of. Okay, I was, I was like, where were his brown spikes? I don't remember. Okay. okay. Yeah, okay. So Sand Slash, I'm assuming, evolves from Sand Yes, true. correct. Okay, cool. <laughs> and they're used for digging. No, makes sense. Uh, this would definitely not use it for digging, though. Uh, yeah, I feel like two feet is impractical. Yeah, I digging. feel like it would just break a nail very easily. Oh! Uh, yeah. Can you imagine breaking a two foot long nail? Because uh, were those bones or nails? Uh, bones, because we found the fossils. Yeah, oh, that's true. Okay. <laughs> so, Interesting. Um,. Because our nails aren't our bones. No. So was it just like... Well, because we don't have claws. Was it just... This is keratin. Are claws bone? I think some of them are. 
Yeah, because I mean, like, I cut my cat's nails. I don't have her declawed. Oh, that's true. But, but... I don't. She, she, she's not declawed though. Because I feel like no, I saw something on this recently talking about how you shouldn't declaw. I mean, I knew obviously right. you shouldn't, but they talk about literally they have to. It's like cutting off part of their foot. Yeah, it's oh, bone. No, that makes sense. Then. It's yeah, bone. I think like because yeah, like so claws are bone. That makes sense. Well, it depends because like I'm thinking about like my, my my living dinosaur, my cockatiel. We have to trim her claws because they get sharp. But I feel like maybe the word claw, I think a claw is part of the body, and claws have nails on them. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I, th- okay. I think that, that's where my like, mind is there are times, yeah. You, I, I'm no expert, but no, that's... No, I think you're right, because there is the keratin on them, like, which is... Yeah, because I trim her nails, which are part of her claws. Right. Right. Okay, yes. All right. Interesting. We got it. Okay. <laughs> we figured it out, guys. Watch as we're actually right. wrong, and we're going to get letters about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if there's someone on here who knows more about this that's listening, please complain. Like, okay. I would love to hear it. So some of the therapod dicers evolved to become plant eaters, going against their original evolutionary path. Therosaurus had a long neck, a goose-like head, a bulky, broad body, all adaptations of a plant-eating lifestyle. So what in the world were those claws for, then? Hmm. Scientists now think they use... (laughs) Scratching. They'd be great scratches. Probably a bit too good. Uh, Ouch! Ouch! (laughs) (laughs) Every time you itch your back, you're like, oh! (laughs) Scientists now think they use them to bring down branches when browsing, kind of like a rake. Interesting, but why... I mean, were they super sharp? Probably not. Interesting. But the thing is, though, they they could have doubled for defense. Because there were some big predators there, like Tarbosaurus, which is basically Asian T-Rex. Not to sound like... I mean, did it look different? No, it looks okay. exactly the same, yeah, actually. that's just a weird thing to say. <laughs> Asian T-Rex. Yeah. Well, because it actually looks so similar. Because you know, like... I pictured a, a T-Rex who looked Asian. But oh, then God, I was like, no! But then I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Oh, like, no. like... Whatever's going on in your head, listeners, know that you're a racist for thinking it. Myself no. including it. <laughs> like, like, yeah, Tarbosaurus is so much similar to T-Rex, in fact, that... For a while, it was considered to be another species of T-Rex sometimes. It has been argued. So T-Rex is genus Tyrannosaurus species Rex. Okay. Tarbosaurus is Tarbosaurus batar. So originally it was like, is it Tyrannosaurus well, batar? Is it, so it's that hulky? It is so similar. Okay. It's just a little bit smaller. But So so were the claws ever otherwise used for for defense or, or... That's the thing. It could have doubled as that. Because sometimes when okay. you have like a... And uh, a trait, it's not just always meant for one purpose. Right. Like, I mean, it can be, it evolved for that purpose, but if it's also good at something else. And plus, honestly, that's how evolution works. Like, it's not like, oh, I have a problem. I'm going to solve it via evolution. It's like, no, I have a trait that has been passed down to me. It happens to be good for this. Right. So that's why it gets passed down. So. Yeah. You're you're resourceful. Yeah, Yeah. So. Anyways, so that's the thing with Therizinosaurus. It evolved these claws. The claws helped it be good at grabbing down branches, so it just kept getting bigger and bigger claws because that yeah. gene passed down. Reaching higher and higher. Yeah, reaching higher. And plus, again, with the long neck. Mm-hmm. To support such huge claws, Therizinosaurus had massive forelimbs. One's nearly eight feet long alone. Creepy. <laughs> like, these forelimbs were so huge that scientists used to think that Therizinosaurus were quadrupeds or four-legged. Yeah. Making them, making them more like faux sauropod slash long-necked dinosaurs, but once we've gotten a clear picture of the family through fossils of its relatives, we figured out the balance mechanics of it and realized that, yeah, these were bipeds, but kind of like broad bipeds. So did at first they think it was kind of almost sloth-like? Yeah, that's the thing. It was kind of like a giant, like, you know, like that sloth that we did, the giant ground sloth. It's like a dinosaur version of that. I yeah. guess it still I mean, kind of I, is, You can but... see the similarities, I mean, with the claws and, like, arms. Yeah. Now, yeah, like, people made the comparison between that and ground sloth. I've, I'm sure I've talked about this in the podcast before. I know I have, but I don't know if I have to you. Have you heard of the convergent evolution? 
Maybe. It basically means when, <laughs> maybe. When, maybe. Uh, what's it to you? <laughs> like, what are you going to do with this knowledge of convergent yeah. evolution? <laughs> maybe. Who's asking? <laughs> so it's when two organisms evolve the same solution to the same problem. Oh, it's almost like uh, parallel thinking. Yeah, and so yeah, the therizinosaurs they had very similar adaptations to the giant ground sloth. It was a broad biped, so it was curvy. Okay. <laughs> it was yeah. Thick. Yeah. Because it had. Thick had thick hips. Like, thick with two C's. Yes, indeed. And no it, K. Like, so funnily enough, in my second Megazoic book, when I feature a Therizinosaurus as a villain, and she's a witch, so he waves his long claws around to perform spells. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have a scene where she walks menacingly towards the heroes with her claws held out, and I'm fairly certain I use the term sachet to describe her walking, <laughs> even she's though she's a... into the room, yes. Even though she's a dinosaur. <laughs> but like... Clunky. Yeah. But like, and like her tail would go back and forth kind of like this. You know, if I could involve my nails into something, by the way... Yeah. I think... I think it would be a cheese grater. <laughs> I was about to say, if you could evolve your nails to be long, you could just let your nails grow, you know? No, but it... it for a purpose, yeah. it would be a cheese grater. Because mm. then I would just always have one on me. See, that'd be, that'd be nice. <laughs> you could also just perform experimental surgery. <laughs> just I just need to make the entire population of the planet have a need for cheese. But then it wouldn't even be you. It'd be your descendants. Oh, shit. <laughs> right. So, yeah, you are stuck with your hands. Unless it's you gross might... anyway. Let's move on. Yeah, so, like, you could get the experimental surgery, turn a hand that you're not using too much. <laughs> and then you go to shake hands with someone. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, I, didn't mean no. to, I didn't mean to scrape you. Got a little bit. Oh, do you need a Band-Aid? Like... Oh, God. Uh, but, yeah, so, like, I feel like this is the only kind of dinosaur I could describe as sashaying. With the broad hip does yes. that. With the males and females included, though. If any dinosaur could sashay, it'd be a Therizinosaurus. Plus, it shows confidence and intimidates her foes. Yeah, I'm picturing, like, if Lizzo was a dinosaur, this might be this might be it. What, Lizzo? Yeah, if Lizzo was a dinosaur. Who's Lizzo again? I'm sorry, you need to edit that out before you get some hate. You don't know who Lizzo is? Is this some singer that I don't this know? This is a singer, but she's more than that. She's very iconic. She's, a, in her own words, she's a fat black woman. And, and she's very proud of that, and she is very positive with her messaging. Okay. Super talented. That's cool. Well, yeah. No, that's, Flu that's... Flutist? Flautist? Well, the one she plays a flute? Flautist? Yes. Mm. Like, professional. Oh, yeah, look at this. Yeah, that's definitely her being proud of... But, like, I'm saying you were describing yeah. a sachet. Mm-hmm. I can see that. That attitude, if Lizzo was a dinosaur, yep. she'd be this dinosaur. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm going to edit this in seamlessly. Oh, yes, Lizzo, I know her well. <laughs> <laughs> I yes. have all her albums. Yes, you do. <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> Certainly. <laughs> I don't keep up with music. <laughs> I don't, but this isn't music. This is like... I don't keep like, up with people. If they're not in a Marvel movie, I don't care. Have you ever heard of Instagram? <laughs> now, you've, you've taught me things today. That is a very important takeaway for you. Okay. Just like pop culture wise. Good. Okay. I'm glad to, to have been bestowed the knowledge of mm. Lizzo. Hey, your name kind of sounds like you a lizard. Bet. So, speaking go. of lizard, we're talking about the scythe lizard, Therizinosaurus. So, I could have used that if we talked about it <laughs> in the beginning. So, Therizinosaurus was the largest of the Manoraptorans, the group of theropod dinosaurs that includes the Dromaeosaurs, which are the raptors, uh, the Oviraptorosaurs, the Ornithomimids, like Clendomycin. Mm -hmm. Like Clendomycin. <laughs> and the, the Scansoroturage, which is like Yi, that one I talked to you about last, the dragon one, the little yes. dragon one. And also modern day birds. That, okay. So the Manoraptorans includes all those groups, and Therizinosaurus was the biggest of all of them. Interesting. So, 
Basically, uh, most of the smaller meat-eating dinosaurs from the Cretaceous were Manoraptorans, but this one was the biggest of the smallest Wait, so was this one around when T-Rex was around? It was around when Asian T-Rex was around. Right, you said that part, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yes, it was, uh, just barely. Yeah, uh, okay. But it wasn't in the same place, though, except it was in the same place as Asian T-Rex, Tarbosaurus. Okay. So. Well, because, yeah, and I think you've pointed this out before, but it's interesting to be like, you know, there's obviously the biggest dinosaurs of all time, which I think T-Rex is one of them, right? It's, one, it's the it's, biggest meat-eating dinosaur. Yeah. Not even close to the biggest dinosaur. Okay, but but, <laughs> but I'm saying, it, but in their period, it's much different, because you could have been not, not the biggest one of all time, but around in that certain... T-Rex wasn't even the biggest dinosaur in its in its time and in its place. Time frame, yeah. Because like there was a big long neck, the only big long neck that T-Rex shared an environment called Alamosaurus, mm-hmm. named after the Alamo. Well, actually not named after the Alamo like in Texas. I looked this up at one point. It's <laughs> named after a, a region that the Alamo in Texas is also named after. Okay. That where it was from. So, but you're saying is the one we're talking about the biggest, like one of the biggest of its time? Not of its time. Probably okay. of its place. I don't know. Wait, hold on. There's one called Negmentosaurus. It's a big long neck. When did it live? Late Cretaceous period. Oh, it lived at the same place. So. Okay. So no, it was not. It was the biggest of its family. Okay. Oh yeah, look at Negmentosaurus. Like me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I'm the biggest of my family too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all 250 pounds. <laughs> Food is yummy. So yes. Okay. Anyways, so no, it was not the biggest of its okay. time and place. Noted. But it was definitely big. That's there as a source, the giant claw itself. Quite an interesting animal and quite an interesting family. Yes. Yes, and again, I'm very much looking forward to seeing it in uh, Jurassic World Dominion. Neat. Yeah, I'll keep an eye out. Yes. Uh, let's rate it one out of 65 million. I'm going to rate it like 60 million. It's cool, man. <laughs> yeah, I would say probably... Yeah, it seems... I like the uniqueness of it. Oh, it's very unique. So I'm going to go like Price is Right style and go 61 no, no, I lose! <laughs> <laughs> all right. Ooh. <laughs> Tricky. Uh, all right, well, that's it for this week. If you want to get a hold of the show, you can contact me at MattD at MatthewDonnellCreator.com for any general questions to either co-host. If you want to follow me on social media, it's at MatthewDonnellCreator on Facebook, at MatthewDonnell64 on Twitter, and MatthewDonnell64 on Instagram. Where can they find you, Lexi? On Instagram, at LexiTate. 44. Yes, right. And rumor has it you have a fledging tea company. I do. It is a mere Etsy shop. Yes. But yes, the Quirky Kettle. At the Quirky Kettle on Instagram. Check yes, I was going to say, you have an, an Instagram there as well. So Check it out. Teas inspired by your favorite fandoms. Yes. Ooh, if you're doing a Jurassic Park one, you could do a Jurassic World one and do one based on this. <laughs> I don't know how. But... Based on this dinosaur? Yeah. I don't Good know. Luck. I don't know if I could get <laughs> That's to that specific. <laughs> To get that specific would be very difficult. I have faith in you. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, you should lower it. <laughs> okay, I have a book series on Amazon, Megazoic, available for print and Kindle. Like I said, there is a Therizinosaurus in it, and she is the villain of the second book and a major player throughout the rest of the series. Mm. So good stuff happens to her. You'll find out, though. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. She's very, very important. Right. Oh yeah, I keep forgetting this. This is why my other show is getting fewer downloads. I have another podcast called The Ritwit. Ah. Our two twits talk about ritting. Uh, it's alright. No, it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> alright, well that's it for this week. This is the end of every episode of Paleo Bites. Um, sing me a Lizzo song. A Lizzo song? <laughs> hmm. I just took a DNA test. Turns out I'm 100% that... Oh, I know Lizzo. <laughs> I have heard Lizzo. I have heard Lizzo. <laughs> yeah. She's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, bye. Bye. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.